Yeah. Yeah. For all my real football fans out there. Remember when we was young listening to this? Hold on, let me ramp it up. NFC. AFC playoff weekend is here. And let me tell you, I can't wait for these games to take place. You know, before we get into these games, the way I really learned football was a lot of watching and obviously playing, but the NFL films that they used to air at midnight on ESPN way, 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 way back in the day. I guess I'm aging myself when they didn't have ESPN like at midnight or 1 a.m. And they would have these NFL films about players and they would play the music and you would just see all these great NFL players. And I was like, wow. And that's how I would learn. And I fell in love with the game, man. The music, just the, you know, to be a football player, you got to be a different type of dude. And for those that don't understand, you're not going to understand. But for those of us that love it and have played it, you get the different type of dude that I'm talking about. What I mean by that is getting hit, it's not painful. It feels good. Playing in the weather and whatever the elements are, pain doesn't exist. It's weakness leaving the body. And you know what? I know a lot of people might say, hey, this, hey, that, hey, that, hey, this. But when you're watching grown men play in under 10 degree weather with no sleeves on. Those are lessons that they've learned when they were young bucks. Pain isn't real. Pain is weakness leaving the body. And we could be literal Jones right now and talk about what it really means. But please, come on. I'm trying to illustrate a point. Sometimes the greater goal needs to be sacrificed and sometimes that sacrifice is physical pain. I think we're living in times now where we illustrate and we can't even do that because everyone is so literal that if you don't have anything fact-based or behind it, why are you illustrating fiction? Sometimes you got to use fiction to illustrate Reality. I think that's where we've gone astray. But let's not talk about that. But what I will talk about is this. If you hear a sound, a humming sound in the background, it's not anything other than the heater on. And why is the heater? Um, we're broadcasting live from New York. And it's cold as hell out here. I mean, we got like maybe six inches 12 degrees as a high today. It is cold as out here. So I need some heat. 
I'm Caribbean and I need to feel warm while I'm out here, how should I say, espousing my passion, which is sports tea. I want to talk about, you know, um, maybe I want to ex- expand and have other episodes, you know, maybe on finance and stuff like that. But for right now, pause. NFC, AFC championship games. Let's talk about the real meat and potatoes, the barbecue chicken of tomorrow. First up, we have the 10 and 7 Cincinnati Bungles, Bengals, led by Joe Burrow, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, 12 and 5. Um, it's going to be obviously in Kansas City. It's the 3.30 game. I thought it would have been the evening game. Now, there's a lot that goes into this because when you look at this, you say, obviously, the Chiefs and what they did to the Bills, they're going to win. The Bengals just come with a lot of mystery, a lot of enigma, a lot of, um, how should I say, audio right now that I'm trying to fix. I know you guys hear that. We 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 trying to work on that. Okay, thank you. Jeez, you know, I mean, I wish I had the money so I could work on like a tech support staff to fix those things. But you know, we're still working on that. If anybody wants to reach out to at the man cave huddle, DM us, leave us a message. We do have an IG page. Just uh, you know, DM something and say, hey, look, we want to sponsor you. We, you know, they're. We, we, we have classic etiquette, so there's certain things that we won't do, but there's a lot that we will do. <laughs> so if you want to reach out, holler at your boy boy, make things happen. But um, what I wanted to say is, look, when you talk about the Bengals and they take in on the Kansas City Chiefs, Joe Burrow, you know, um, he's the face child of what the uh, transfer portal is right now in college football because with all these kids going from one school to another, he was the first one where he was at Ohio State behind Justin Fields. He was he was on the same team as Chase Young. And um, there were a ton of pro athletes on the team that he was on. He wasn't getting the playing time that he felt that he deserved, so he transferred to LSU. Goes to LSU and has an epic run with a team that was loaded with tons of NFL talent. And all they needed was the quarterback. And to see where he is now, coming out of nowhere and winning the national championship, breaking so many records. In his rookie year, tearing his ACL, unfortunately, and then clapping back. In the second year, with over 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And in his sophomore year, he gets his bro, his broski that he played with on LSU in the championship year, Jamar Chase. We always chasing Jamar. He claps back in his rookie year with a franchise record, 1,455 yards, beating Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco. And 13 touchdowns. Now, for me, when I look at that, and you look at also the fact that you have Joe Mixon, who clapped with 1,200 yards and 13 rushing touchdowns, and you got Boyd, and you got Higgins on the Bengals in terms of that offensive attack. They got some weapons where are we underestimating what the Bengals could provide in this game? 
or are we overestimating what the Chiefs are doing based upon what they did against the Bills? Now, when you look at the Chiefs, I mean, do we really need to talk? Patrick Mahomes, Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, they got weapons offensively across the board. But what do we talk about when you talk about championships and you talk about great teams? We got to talk about defense because what wins championships is defense. We can say how explosive and great these offenses are, but when Kansas City had played Tampa Bay last year, it was Tampa Bay's defense that provided problems for that Kansas City offense. When the Chiefs had played the 49ers, it was their offense that scored, but it was their defense that provided problems and the inability of the 49er offense that year to capitalize on that 49er defense. I'm, I'm sorry, that 49er, that Kansas City Chief defense. To me, I always talk about where games are going to be win and lost, won and lost. And there's always one side of the ball that is always playing against another side of the ball. In this particular game, I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs defense going up against the Bengals offense. How do they go about slowing down Joe Burrow and that all powerful juggernaut offense that they have? Because they're just, I don't want to say they're just as good as the Chiefs because let's keep it real. The Bengals haven't really proved anything, but they're that, yo, we got next up and coming. Are they really this good? But they keep winning every week type of team. Can they? In Kansas City, beat this team. There's the weather. Bengals play in Cincinnati. It's always cold. It's loud. Joe Burrow already said that NFL stadiums aren't as loud as some of these SEC teams that he's played while he was in college. There is something to be said about that. Because a lot of these NFL teams... They get down 7, 10, 14, 17 points. Everybody's like, yo, what's going on, B? Yo, should we hit the parking lot? Maybe beat traffic? But when you're playing a lot, you know, when, when LSU's playing Alabama, they're playing Florida, Arkansas, there are people that will be in a parking lot from 8 a.m. The game could be at noon over at 3, and they're not leaving the stadium till 10 o'clock at night because they out there tailgating, man. It's a culture, a lifeline. It is what they do. And I'm not saying we don't do that, but it's one day in the NFL, in college. It's a, a it, it's just a different level of this is how we get down. So for Joe Burrow to say, Burrow, Burrow, I like to say Burrow, but Joe Burrow, for him to say that, it was, it was, I hope you're right. Because the Chiefs will try and prove you wrong. But in this game, I think, I know y'all going to say, what? I think the Bengals got this. I think the Bengals, I think the Chiefs are going to come in 
They're going to be feeling themselves based off of what they did against the Bills. I think the Bengals are going to give them a nice little quick bit, bit, a little two-piece with um, medium-sized fries, large Coke. And then the Chiefs are going to say, now we're going to come back. And they're going to make it real interesting. And it's going to be like it was against the Bills. But you know what the Bengals are going to say? I'm sorry. Your car has been declined. And the Chiefs are going to go home losers. And I believe that I don't want, I think the Bengals are going to win. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you know how we do. We ain't scarred making no picks because I'm not going to sit there and pick what everybody else picks. Now, let's go on to um, the meat and potatoes of the evening. We have the San Francisco Bay Area and back down 10 to 7 49ers going up against the West Side L. A Los Angeles Rams coming in at 12 and 5. The first team in NFL history to host the NF to host a conference title game as well as the Super Bowl. And if the Rams win this game, they'll be the second team in NFL history behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to have be the host team to also qualify to play in the Super Bowl. There's a lot of pressure on the Rams. Now, when I look at this game, um, the 49ers have beat the Rams a couple times, and we're talking in a row. Now, I know Week 17 against the Rams, it really didn't matter because at that point, the Rams knew that they were already in the playoffs, and they weren't really thinking of, all right, let's really beat the 49ers. It was like, look, let's not really get anybody hurt. But the Rams were up 17 points, and the 49ers did come back and win. Seeing what the 49ers did in Green Bay. Um, seeing what the 49ers did in Dallas, I feel, and I've said this before, that the 49ers, they're giving me this vibe of the 42, Super Bowl 42 New York Giants. Great defense. Solid run game. Talent across the board offensively. But what do you say about the quarterback? Quarterback, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, man. Don't fuck it up. And that's what we used to say about Eli Manning. Yo, Eli, man. Yo, if you're going to throw interception, throw it in the first half. So when we need the game-winning drive in the second half, you could get busy. That's what, that's, that's what all the Giants fans said. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying about Jimmy Garofalo, Jimmy G. Just don't mess it up. You got Elijah Mitchell. You got Kerry Kittles and Bits. You got Debo Samuels. You got a lot of guys that can get busy for you. You just need to not buck it up. Now, when you look at the Rams, Matthew Stafford never won a playoff game. Now he's in the NFC title game. But I think he's been in the league long enough to where I don't think the weight of this game will weigh on him. It's just about how the teams play. Cooper Cup. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, what did I say before? We don't have a budget. We don't have a technical staff. If anybody is willing to support, DM me. I got the IG, the Man Cave Huddle. Holler at your boy, boy. Sponsor us, and we will do some things. I mean, some spirits would be nice as a sponsor. I mean, you know, we could, I could literally, I'm sipping water right now, but. If some spirits company would have sponsored me, I could sit there and say, I'm sipping on that, and that tasted real good right now. I'm just saying. But 
Um, when we talk about that LA Rams team, Stafford has been is a vet. He's been in the league long enough to where I don't think the weight of the game is gonna get to him. I just think that pass rush of the 49ers is gonna get to him, backed up with how they play defense and how tight the back end as well as how tight those linebackers play with Fred Warner on that 49er defense. Now, when we talk about the Rams, they got a bunch of studs. On that defense, Aaron Aaron Donald. I mean, you have um, a whole trio of players on that defense that could get busy. I mean, when we talk about um, the defense, right? We're talking about Aaron Donald. We're talking about Leonard Floyd. We're talking about Von Miller as pass rushers. We are talking about Jalen Ramsey in the secondary that could shut down I'm not saying he's gonna, but is capable of shutting down Debo Samuels. So the Rams come with a lot on defense. And offensively, you got Sonny Michelle. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Higby. I mean, it's a lot that you have to worry about. Cam Akers. He's a backup running back, and he's been getting busy cooking up dudes, making barbecue chicken platters every playoff game this year. I mean, well, granted, he's also been giving some of them platters away with the fumbles that he had against the Buccaneers, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, is that the Rams are loaded offensively. The Rams have a serious pass rush, but when I look at this game, I just can't get my head wrapped or past the fact that um, the 49ers have a certain type of mojo. And when you get in the playoffs, sometimes it's not about the best team talent-wise. It's about the best team that's playing their best at that time. And I feel that it's not because of Jimmy Garoppolo, in spite of some of the Aaron throws he's made, the 49ers are still finding ways to win. Yes, they did not score an offensive touchdown against Green Bay, but you know what? They also did not allow what most people feel the great Aaron Rodgers, the, the I don't want to say most people. I feel that way too. He's a great quarterback. He's a legend. But the guy didn't score an offensive touchdown. Well, I don't want to say he didn't. He didn't pass for a touchdown. Okay? Their first drive, they scored a touchdown. And after that, it was what happened. So, when I look at the 49ers, I think they're going to take the um, the Rams. They got their number. They've beaten them, I think, three or four or five consecutive times. Uh, Shanahan knows how to play this defense. He knows how to run. He knows what to do to win. And it's going to be about defense and which defense plays better in this game. Because when you talk about defense, the key to defense, what we all have to understand is this. When you're playing defense, you're not playing defense to win. You're defending your victory because you feel as though you've already won. That's why they say defense wins championships because you're defending what you already have. And I feel that whichever defense plays better in this game, 
will be the victor. And I feel that that team will be the 49ers because I feel that they are a better defense than the Rams. And I feel we're going to have a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. And if I'm wrong, you already know on Monday with the recap episode what I'm going to say to y'all. I was wrong. All right? So in saying that, um, like I do with every episode, I want to end in a positive quote. And with my positive quote today, it's going to be from uh, Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX. Always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you see them well. I'm going to say that again. I always say that. that I'm going to say it again. But I'm going to say that again. Always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you see them well. Enjoy the games. Bye, everybody. <laughs>